Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there to all of my international, national, and local listeners. It is February, and I want to give a big shout-out to my West Day family. Well, it's February 11th, and already we're in the second month of the new decade. Can you believe that? Well, I want to ask some of you, are you still accomplishing some of the goals so far that you set in 2019? Are you dreaming of success? And you're impatient because it's not happening yet. Well, we've got a guest today. You have got to stay tuned to hear the inspiring and uplifting interview with my guest, Miss Yuvanka Farabee, whose corporate and entrepreneurial career provided her an opportunity to advise many business owners that range from C-suite level to Fortune 500 corporate executives, to mom and pop small business owners, to various industries for well over 25 years, and she looks like she's about 35, and who today is currently a chaplain. So she's going to share her journey of transformation and how she is working through her nonprofit beyond the shackles. So stay tuned. I also want you, if you have questions today, I want you to give me a holler via my email, info at transformationforsuccess.com, or you can Skype me at Dr. Barbara Young with your comments, suggestions, and feedback, because I'd love to hear from you. Also, you got to check out my television online network. We're at it again. Television is coming to you next month with new shows, Transformation Success TV, and we're on voiceamericatv.com. So I want to, again, welcome you because today's show is about hope, encouragement, and restoration. It's a show you don't want to miss, so call, share it with your friends, tell them they can listen to the show, they can call in the show to ask questions of Miss Yubanka Barabee at one 888 Four one And listen, you can also tune in. We are syndicated on six podcast formats. So you can go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. And we're also syndicated on the Business Channel and the Empowerment Channel of Voice America. So there you have it. So please help me welcome my guest, Chaplain Yuvanka Farabee. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, I should say. <laughs> you yes, how are it's you? afternoon, time flies. <laughs> it does, and I'm thinking I'm it's great. morning, but it, it may be midnight someplace, it may be early morning in, in China or some of the other countries, but we want to say good morning, good night, or good afternoon, wherever you may hey, be. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Young, for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to, to be here today. Well, I'm excited. And, you know, listeners, you have to know that we had her uh, booked for Miss, I should, Chaplain Yuvanka, booked for October. And I had to pursue her because of some something that happened. And she'll share about that. Um, mm-hmm. We had to cancel the show. But I pursued her and we have her back today in February, which I think is remarkable. And I'd like for you now, uh, Yvonne, just to share a little bit of your incredible journey, because really it is an incredible journey, and I am so impressed. Oh, thank you so much again <laughs> uh, for having me. And there's, and there's so much. Um, but uh, the, the, in, in a nutshell, I'll, I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. My cool. journey it takes, like with many of us, lots of, lots of turns. Because um, there's a plan that, you know, we have, and, and I believe, um, you know, uh, that God always has his plan. <laughs> but um, before I uh, came into understanding of that, I kind of built my life on um, the foundation of, of myself and what I thought I wanted. And uh, I had a good run of it for a long time. I, I worked corporately for many years. Uh, corporate sales was my career, um, and I excelled. I made a great income um, uh, at a very young age, earned a six-figure income uh, year after year, starting from, uh, I was in document management sales. I, I, 
I, I sold networks, you know, technology. Then I got into pharmaceutical sales, and we know there's lots of money there. But uh, there was always something, um, even from when I graduated college, I pushed in this direction because sales was something I was good at, um, but I still felt very unfulfilled, um, even at graduation. But I was always taught that if you got a good job and, and you, you know, got a job, you know, with a corporation, then, you know, the sky's the limit was, is for you. And I still believe that on some level, but there's also something I came in understanding, which is your life purpose and those things that um, really uh, make your heart beat faster and, and, and excited um, so that you have something to wake up for every day. And that's something that I never connected with, with, with all the things that I was achieving. So um, um, what happens a lot of times when we're on a wrong path, um, we don't know what we don't know. So um, I had spiritually began to develop probably about 25 years ago uh, and had, um, I don't know, I'm sure people have very various belief systems, but for myself, I'd uh, come into to what I believe was the knowledge of Jesus Christ and, uh-huh. and I'd received him as my Lord, Lord and Savior. And I'm move forward along the trajectory of really being on fire for understanding who this, you know, this person of Christ was because he was never alive to me before, but also come to understand who he was to me and living in me. And what I discovered is that all of these um, things that I built for myself was on sinking sand. Um, and I had the house on the hill and I had all these things that happened. But even when in understanding that, I didn't know how to get out of the hole I kind of dug for myself and, and finding a, a path to, to so-called happiness. And I opened a business. I had an insurance agency that I had for seven years. Then everything just kind of started to make a turn for the worse uh, around 2008, which many of us know that year mm-hmm. um, where there was just a lot of financial devastation for many um, of us. And I was one of them. I had had a lot of my assets in real estate and um, uh, and then also um, I had a marriage uh, that uh, I, I'd fought for for many years and we were coming around the 10-year the mark or somewhere around there and and uh, that fell apart on me, um, even the, as hard as I fought to keep that together. And everything um, that I fought to glue and piece together, it just wasn't any longer until I just was stripped. And sometimes that's what has to happen. Sometimes um, when we think things are the worst, it's because we're being prepared to be rebuilt up in a foundation that is much more well-established and it's and is, and is established in for me, the things that God would had had it to be established or what He was building, but I had to get to the end of myself and what I desired because the way can, I can did I things can I can is, I interrupt you just a moment because uh, sure. you know this is great. I mean, it's good for people to know you you had twenty years of building a successful career in, in corporate sales. You're great. You're doing this. You started an insurance agency. You've got a successful marriage, and then things start to fall mm-hmm. apart. But you kind of backed into well, this has to happen in, in order for you to understand what God is doing. What I what I want to get back to is when you're going through, girl, and because uh, I've yeah. been there. Okay, you you don't see the backside. See, you're on the other side of it now, and you can do the reflection. Yeah. But for those people who are going through, they don't they don't <laughs> they don't see uh, the 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 highway, the future. You know what I mean? The big road that's leading you somewhere. It's I like I'm either. stuck. Yes. Right. I am stuck, Lord. I mean, here yeah. I've sold out to you. I'm doing everything. I guess I'm assuming I'm doing everything. You know, I know to do good yeah. things. Are great. But girl, you are now in the midst of. So what in the world was your mindset? Because I know people out there, yeah. listeners are going through some of this right now. So what helped you in that mindset? Because it was a mess. You, you, it sounds like I've been there. You And I and. And that's an excellent, excellent point because for a long time, what happened, my mindset, um, you're not just devastated. For me, I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed because you get into a place where you think, you know, things are bad, but you're better off with the devil that you know. And when you make (laughs) so many mistakes, you believe you cannot afford to make another mistake. You can't afford to make another misstep and it'll keep you in a place where you do nothing. But how many of you know to, to not make a decision is to make a decision. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. You can't, you can't ex- expect to do nothing. So what uh, uh, now um, I tell uh, people, my friends, people that I coach um, in situations where I minister, or even when I'm inside the prison and we can get there too. Um, 
is, you know, the word, you know, uh, the word of God tells us is that when we're really doing our best to be in, inside the will of God, because he knows we don't know everything, um, he would not allow us to be utterly destroyed. If we step out and we do our best with everything that we have, the knowledge that we have, we seek counsel, we, we, we have to, to, out of faith, uh, make a move forward. And yes, we will make mistakes, but he won't, that won't be the end of us. And when you come to a realization that you've survived the worst of it already, because the trick is, is that there's something so devastated that it'll finish you. And that's a lie. Um, there's nothing that you can't overcome. There's, there's nothing, no situation that you will be placed in where you can't rise above it. Now, will it be a fight? Absolutely. Well, if you're willing to, to, to uh, put your hand to the plow, um, your help will come and meet you. And, and, and you will be able to extrapolate and build something so great from the ruins that even if you created them yourself, um, you may not have meant to create them. Sometimes we just make decisions and we do. We do ourselves in. But regardless of it, if we're willing to turn it around, we can, can, can be shown how to take from the heap of the mess that we've made and good will come out of it. And we, when we're really fortunate and we're really seeking, we can even find um, our purpose in that. And that's what happened for me. Um, I found um, a place where um, I wasn't even thinking about, you mentioned that I'm a chaplain, I'm a prison chaplain. And at the time I had my insurance agency, it was not going well. Um, everything was going wrong and everything that always worked for me in the past, um, everything that I thought in my intelligence, in my business know-how, in my smarts, it just would not come together for me. And um, in the meantime, my brother passes away. And um, in that journey, and, and I'll just tell you, my brother had um, almost a lifetime of drug addiction and in and out of, of the system of incarceration in Cook County in Chicago. And I never thought in a million years that out of all the ministry that I've done, and at this time I'd been a lay minister um, before becoming ordained, and I never thought I would go inside a prison. There was nothing attractive about it. I had such a judgment in my heart. But when my brother passed, um, I was able uh, to, to, to see things from a different perspective uh, in terms of understanding how the people in his life, he was married and he had stepchildren um, that really saw him as God saw him. Even, and, and I realized I had, even I'm the Christian, and I had such a, a judgment against him um, for, uh, you know, just what he had taken our family through with, with, the, with the drugs and alcohol, um, that I wasn't walking in love and I wasn't seeing him as God saw him. And I had to repent, um, you know, just and tell his family how much I appreciated who they were to him uh, and realizing that everyone has a value and everybody has a journey um, yes. and, and everybody can do good. So in that moment, God changed my heart. So when I came back to my insurance agency, I traveled to Chicago for the funeral and I came back and he just, I, I just really began to, to um, get an urgency inside of me that I needed to um, just start to help people because my family didn't have help. With my, with my brother, you know, we didn't know. We, we just were a family in crisis. So my brother was a teen alcoholic and then it graduated to other things. And so there was just a bunch of havoc that was, you know, that was wreaked in our family and we didn't have any tools. So I said, okay, I know I got a passion for wanting to get people the tools that they need to help. So what do they need? They need rehab. They need, you know, job placement when they get out. They need all these things that I realized in hindsight that my brother didn't have. So I started there, but then I had an opportunity to go inside. And it happened so fast, Dr. Barbara, um, that I didn't have time to even think about it or barely say no. And before I knew anything, I was going inside a level four prison, which is a maximum security prison, to go and speak to a, a bunch of men for a class that was established uh, for men who wanted, they were, they were inmates who desired to be Christian leaders. Well, and you know, I, I, th this is absolutely fascinating. And um, before we go on break, I, I want to get back to something that you said, too, 
Um, mm-hmm. A fascinating story about your family. And um, it's mm-hmm. interesting this morning, uh, I did a Facebook Live to talk about the show with you today and to talk about trials and why do trials happen and why does God mm-hmm. orchestrate the trials? And yes, he does. And that there are tailor-made trials. And I recall a message of Charles Stanley in 2007, and I wrote it down because it resonated with my spirit, that there are trials that are tailor-made especially for each one of us because yeah. what will work for you will not work for me. So the trials that come to us are tailored specifically for a period of time. I mean, when you start to think of it, you know, there's a time period. So I want to sort of go back in reflection in all of this, because you were talking about needs. You're finding out what people need and the tools. I want to go within Yuvanka. What did you find uh-huh. out during this that you needed? And then because it starts first with you before you can give yes. out to else. So I want to kind of get to that and just, you know, share a couple yeah. of things about what did you find out about you that then served to help those people that you go in now into prisons, you're stronger, you've got that together. So can you just give me one oh, before boy. we go on break? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, the, 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 one of the main things, and then there's a lot of subsets of it, is I found out that my relationship with the Lord, because I love the Lord with the bet to the best of my ability. Uh-huh. And that's the way I tell people. I, I gave him everything that I had, but the reason is I, I was broken. So it, it, it wasn't a whole lot. So my relationship was superficial that I okay. had with the Lord. Okay, and there so I needed to be, mm-hmm. so I needed I, I'm to glad be broken you brought down. that out. And I, I don't want to interrupt you, but that let's talk about superficiality when we come back, because I think a lot of people sure. are in that same trap right now. They think yes. they're serving and loving him, but it's a superficial sort of thing. And there's something that happened yes. to, that you became aware of that. So I really just wanted to bring that out really quickly. Okay, we're going to take yes. uh, another another one. Well, I don't want to pass from that. Superficiality. Was there something else? Yeah. Uh-huh. Number two. Um, uh, the, the, the superficiality was the main thing. And then also not understanding my value in Christ. My value was in career. My value was in image. Um, mm-hmm. And I did not know that until it was taken from me. Okay. And I had We're gonna nothing stop left right? except to look at it. We're going to stop right there because those are two important points, superficiality and knowing the value of who you were. Thank you so much, Ivanka. Mm-hmm. We're going to be right back listening, so stay tuned because this is a great show today. Call your friends. Tell them if they miss it. They can listen to it again. Thank you. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, thank you and welcome back to my show today with my guest, Chaplain Yuvanka Faraby, who's talking about Beyond the Shackles, Rebuilding My Life. And Ivanka, thank you and welcome back. It's such a wonderful opportunity to have you on the show to share so much of what was going on with Ivanka. And I know it's helping so many people out there. Before we went on break, we talked about a couple of things that you discovered about yourself. And one Uh was superficiality in terms of your relationship with God. Number two, the value, valuing who you were, valuing the image of who you were and liking that. So can you share a little bit more about that? 
Yes. Um, it's, it's like I said earlier, with some of the things we just don't know, um, we don't know what we don't know. And so God has to allow us to be shaken out of the frame a little bit to get us to take a look um, at what's happening. So I talked about all of this stuff that was being pulled and, and taken from me. And I didn't understand why. And I didn't understand why I had to lose so much. And, and, and I'd gotten... Uh, laid off of, of my pharmaceutical career, and then I went into um, the agency ownership, and then I, sa- I signed a contract, which is a whole other story and a whole other lesson, but it wasn't a favorable contract, and, and it, it wasn't designed well, and, and I had to learn a lesson um, about that and taking responsibility for understanding um, uh, the business acumen where my contracts were concerned, but, um, but, but as a result of that mistake, that business um, started to go left, um, and I made decisions to go into that business, um, not at the best of times. My marriage wasn't going great, and we decided we were getting a divorce, and, and on top of that, um, I had some other things that were happening, so so I wasn't as keen in my decision-making, so that was a whole other lesson. Now, along with the stuff that's going away, um, you know, I had to sell off the property in a divorce, so now I'm, I go from owning a house on a hill um, so then I'm apartment living, and then I go down to where now I have to make a, God has me where he um, uh, wants me to make a decision to travel light. I just really got inside that I need to learn to travel light. I had to get rid of everything. I go to renting rooms, and people and family not understanding why somebody who earned the money that I did, why do you need to rent a room from someone? Why do you, and so now how, my, I have to check my ego at this point. Yes. What is the yes. value? Am I gonna? Am I gonna obey what I think um, is a leading um, of God into a place? Because now I have to to make a space for what God is is is, is saying um, is my purpose, which is for ministry uh, first, and, and the business thing will be added later. But my perspective has to be for the kingdom. So now I'm having a whole paradigm shift in my thinking and a renewing of my mind that, like it talks about in Romans 12, 1 and 2, um, and, and having an understanding of how my character um, has to line up with who I am in the image and likeness of Christ and, and accepting the fact that in so many ways it did not. That's what's hard. It's hard to look mm-hmm. at yourself and you think that I'm a good person and I, I do great things for people. I think do great things in, in the body of Christ and I volunteer at my church. But how am I in my love walk towards people? How am I um, when someone uh, did, did not make the choices that I think that they should have made? How do I treat them? How do I see them? And with all of those losses, it began to give me a different perspective so that I, I see now everybody different. Rather they, even Mm -hmm. a a person that has all the money, I think, in the world, to someone I see on the street who lives, I can see that that, that everybody has a broken place inside of them that needs uh, to be spoken to, and they need to be uplifted, and they need to be valued. And that's something that sometimes in our day-to-day, when we're living a life and we're blessed, sometimes we take things for granted, and we Mm -hmm. make the mistake, we think we did that. Well, one of the things, uh, I want to ask another quick question. For people who are out there listening, the question I have for Yvonka is, you know, people may say, you went through all of these things, um, and they're they're very traumatic. I mean, it's almost like, wow. The question uh, people may say, do I have to go go through all of this in order to get to my purpose you know, do I have to be broken down? You know, have people ever asked you that question? <laughs> do I have to? You know, some people will say, well, this is all of this religion and this Christianity and God is this. But I mean, do I have to go through all of that? I mean, you went through, you know, this and this. You lost your house. You got up, your marriage, your divorce. Do people ask you that? <laughs> people, people ask me that. And the thing is, you'll go through what you need to go through. Okay. Everybody has their own type of a, of a Holocaust situation, so to speak. Okay. Um, and it's whatever needs to happen for you. And, and I hope that people don't have to go through all that. But I, in my personal, what I found for me, I was so blinded um, that uh, because the truth of the matter is there was a lot of good about me. I, I did a lot of great things. I had a bunch of friends. I had, you know, people generally like me. 
um, you know, you, you run across a person here and there. They may not, you know, you may not be their cup of tea. But there were all these things that would not allow me to see um, what I needed to to get me where I needed to go. So in my situation, the, the, the moving of all of the stuff out of the way, it, because it was noise. All of that in my life was noise so that I could not hear and see clearly because of where I placed my value. So I, my value had to be redirected. And in, 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 in order for me to value, uh, did you have to, can That's you hear good. me still? Mm-hmm. That's good. Yes. Yes. So, um, so when all of the noise was removed from me, um, and like I said, you won't be utterly destroyed. I never missed a meal in any of this. Uh, somebody might in their walk. I just can only speak to my own. I never, I mean, I did come, I, I came to a situation once where I had nine days to find some place to live or um, I, I would be in my car. Um, but mm-hmm. literally something came through for me um, uh, within that time frame and I was able um, to do what I needed to do. Um, well, you know and, what? And so, <laughs> Ivanka, something just came to me. Let down, but never let go. Yes. Um, that that was the phrase. I mean, God takes us to a certain point, but he never lets go. Uh, I, yes. There are many miraculous stories of somebody not having even something to eat, and you drive up to a McDonald's. Yes. I've heard this story. And the person says, I really don't have any money. I, I'm hungry. And the person gives them a hamburger, a hamburger meal. You know, just the person at the window out of the generosity, knowing that God inspired that. One of the things I want to get back to, which um, was resonated with me, was like looking at yourself in the mirror. It's like mirror, mirror, who's the fairest of them all? Mm -hmm. And not really Mm -hmm. able to see who you are and acknowledge who you are. And sometimes uh, with people, the losses do have to occur. The the, the, uh, blindfolds have to be removed so that you can see and I admire mm-hmm. you for sharing the story because so many people are still out there not realizing that I'm going through, but there is a way out. There is beyond the shackles, the things that are holding you yes. back. There is yes. a way out. And that way out is through the creator, higher power, however you may want to call him. But there is a God. Mm-hmm. There is a creator out there that loves you. And I just felt inspired just to, to say that because you yes. have such an incredible story. You, you've acknowledged some of the mistakes that you had. And they're common for people who are building their careers and their lives on the success model that we see today. It's all over. It's prevalent in all countries. People want to be successful and they think that being an attorney or being this or being, it's all tied mm-hmm. into the outward appearance of success, the big house, the, the marriage, which might be fake. But how did you rebuild your life from what you'd say the ashes? What inspired, inspired you to become a chaplain? Um, you know, um, it, it, it kind of found me. What happened, I still at the time I had, um, I, set, I still had my agency. So I had a couple employees and so I would, I would, I'd said that I'd, I had an opportunity to go inside the prison. And so I started volunteering to go in um, to um, help to lead this, this class of these inmates who wanted to be Christian leaders. And, and that's the other thing you'll learn about yourself. Um, what you have to realize is that what people who live inside the community of prison because they are incarcerated, these are people who have been stripped. So many times um, they can see what we can't see. And when we go in there thinking that we're going to help them, many times they can, they can see, they can see the false self that we bring. It's it's the most interesting process in the world. Um, But, um, and, and by the way, you can get some of the best ministry around from an inmate who has been stripped and broken and rebuilt by Christ. And yes, um, yes. And yes. And so, um, what I learned uh, in my process of all the losses, the thing that for anybody to have happiness and success um, be built on is humility has to be there. And what I didn't have before is the humility. All of that loss brought a humility like you would not believe. And in that humility is what allowed me to be able to, when I, upon rebuilding, the, the things that, uh, it did, did, didn't matter to me anymore. I found out I didn't need 
um, all of that kind of health. It's okay to have it. It's not a criticism for anybody who does or even wants it. And uh, but I didn't need it. It was amazing what I didn't need anymore. I didn't need the person, you know, the handbags and the you know, and and all the stuff. And so what became important is people, the hearts of people, uh, making a difference. Those are the things that I began to be able to embrace because God began to to heal my heart and he began to grow it um, for mankind. And he began mm-hmm. to give me things that fueled and passioned me um, to move um, forward and to assist other people, which is um, how um, I ended up. Um, I ended up working for an organization full time uh, to, to go into the prison, and I closed my agency. Um, okay. And when I did that, um, I did that. That means that every bit of income that I thought I would have I, I, now I'm on a nonprofit salary, so I've taken a significant pay cut. I probably mm-hmm. made um, the, the amount of money that I made when I was in my early 20s, and, and at mm-hmm. this time, you know, I'm in my 40s. Um, but it was okay. Um, I was, I was, I was happy to do it because I felt like I was on a path where now um, I'm establishing this new foundation that is not all about me and what I have in the emptiness. I felt like I was truly making a difference and I was truly doing something that would be lasting and it would be a legacy beyond me and it would be beyond, um, what, um, whatever I could leave to somebody immediately that I could plant seeds that would help other people grow. And that that's great to fuel me and give me a passion. That's great. What, you know, I want to get back to something too, that you said that resonated again and probably with my listeners, when you talk about, you know, one of the things that all of this helped you to become humble, uh, and gain that humility, how would you define humility? Having a heart for mankind or how, because some people equate being humble, being weak, being a doormat. Uh, how would you define humility? It, you know, and it's a balance because it's, 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 uh, it's picking and choosing your battles. And when mm-hmm. you're um, humble, you have to be willing um, to, um, to some, because you will, and this is the trick, sometimes you appear to look like a fool. Um, and, and, and your ego will tell you you look like a fool for not taking matters into your own hands and doing, doing something about things. It takes um, a humility. And when I say humility, it means a stepping back and knowing that the best decision is to not to get caught up in a situation that is unbecoming of who you are made to be and who you are supposed to be. And for me, in the image and likeness of Christ, something that mm-hmm. does not glorify God. Um, and I have to trust that if I make a decision to line up with what I believe is the truth, that God will fight the battle for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's a difficult thing to do because there, there comes a time that we will need to fight for ourselves, but it's not in a way that traditionally, and mm-hmm. I'll use myself as an example, that I would have done it. For instance, mm-hmm. if you um, did something that was dishonorable to me, then right away, then I have to go in and let you know how you did me, me wrong, and, and I'm not going to tolerate it, and this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, doing that, sometimes you'll win many battles, but you'll lose the war every single Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want. wanted to have and yeah, I just wanted to have you explain that because I I I picked up on it and I liked what you said originally was having a heart for man. The humbleness and the humility is having a heart mm-hmm. for mankind. And you're yes. gonna be open and yes. you will choose your battles and you will speak with love rather than with wrath and anger, condemnation and judgment. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I had and I had to, to learn that because I felt even as a Christian, I felt very justified in, um, you know, you know, you push me, I push you harder. You know, um, <laughs> I, I believe, Monica, that was part of your 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 personality in the past. You were pretty assertive, maybe. <laughs> yes, very assertive. But you, and, you know, and God will use those things, but we have to mature. We have. But to it might have been a little bit of. Hey, wait a minute! It might have been a little bit of aggression, aggressive personality, but you turned it around to be assertive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm, see, I'm Absolutely. kind of seeing you. I'm the successful one. I've got the house on the hill. I've got it made. I know who I am. I got my education. I don't see why you guys don't get it, you know. 
<laughs> exactly. You don't know who I, I am. Let me tell you. you. <laughs> can't conquer drugs. I don't see why he had to be an alcoholic. He, it's a choice. He needs to make a choice, you know. <laughs> but that's yes. okay because we have yes. a lot of people who are still yeah, in that mode that for years. Today. <laughs> Well, yeah, we have, I mean, we have we grew up in the same house, of course. So, you know, what's your issue? You know, why can't you do like, you know, me and my sister? Why can't you do that? I, yeah, I can see this, Yvonka, from all that you shared. It, it's, it's coming clear to me, but it's so wonderful to have you see how you have changed, how you have, you know, re some people say reinvented but by the grace of god become this wonderful person who's in prison ministry as a chaplain to help those men and women who are incarcerated and when we i want to share have you share um a little bit about one of the greatest transformations you've seen so far uh dealing with some of the incarcerated men and women as you have been a chaplain and minister to them the other issue i have is what are some of the common what you have found the most common problem or issues that they face? Oh, upon release? Is, well, inside? no. While they're inside, because I'm thinking, I did. I was in prison ministry many years ago, and I went into prisons, men and women, uh, maximum and minimum security, as a matter of fact. So I, I've experienced mm-hmm. going into that population. But what do you see is the common denominator there uh, that, you, that you begin to see that surfaced? You know, um, and, and it's and it's so interesting because a lot of uh, there are so various different backgrounds uh, when you go inside these prisons and you begin to talk to the men and the women um, who are incarcerated. But a common thread, um, one is is not identity, not really understanding who they are, but, but also, um, and, and so they, you know, the world that that they're in, encapsulated by dictates, you know, a lot of what's put before them for choice. So they make choices where they end up incarcerated. They have traumatic experiences. They've had things that they haven't dealt with. But also the other um, thing that I saw is there was a lack um, of mentorship in their lives um, that um, w- was helpful. Um, they had mentorship, but it may not have been the right kind. You understand what I mean? I do. And can I just stop you right there because we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to elaborate a little bit on that because I think it's a very fascinating point and then how Beyond the Shackles helps these individuals. So listeners, stay tuned. Mm -hmm. We're going to be right back with the next interview with Yuvanka Paraby. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, back to my interview with Chaplain Yuvanka Farabay, who's had an incredible life-changing story of redemption, 
growth and how she has shared her mistakes that most common for people who are building their careers in business and her life story is absolutely fascinating. So thank you for joining me back again, listeners. And now we're going to share a little bit about her nonprofit beyond the shackles. And my question before we went on break was some of the things that you've seen happen to so many women are, what do you feel are some of the most common, uh, common issues that they face? Uh, one is um, a lack of uh, positive mentorship. Um, okay. And, and it, many, many of us are fortunate if we if have one or two parents in a household that um, has been able to help to craft and mold us in a place where we have caught on and moved in this positive trajectory in life and taken advantage of the opportunities. Everybody didn't necessarily have that. Um, or they had it, and they, or there's some tra- traumatic event that happened that kind of got them off center. So they don't understand um, who uh, they are because something's been augmented on the inside of them, and they've, and they've gotten themselves into situations where their choices um, or may have gotten them in prison. And sometimes you don't um, have to, to, to decide, decide to be there. Your, your environment can decide for you, and you end up mm-hmm. there. But at any <laughs> rate... Um, the, that mentorship is a common thread no matter what aspect of life that I saw that was, that was missing, uh, someone that could really help them uh, move along a more positive trajectory so that they can um, get outside of a circumstance that they're in. And that starts while they're inside the prison. It doesn't, it doesn't start when they get out. And that's mm-hmm. one of the main things that we try to help uh, people understand that we get in front of, that that, that starts now. If they want to be Christian leaders, that starts now. Um, it doesn't start when you get out. Many people say, when I get out, I'm going to do this, that. Well, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a successful business, when you get out 10 years from now, let's start talking about, one, what it's going to take to have a successful business now. What is it going to take in your mindset um, to be able to shift? And what can you take from what you already know? Because people, even if they are willful um, have a, 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 cr- a criminal mindset uh, for criminality. Uh, they have mm-hmm. skills, that, but they usually have the wrong product, if you know what I mean. They're, like yes. if you sell drugs, you, are, you know how to manage people, you know how to manage money, you know how to sell, you know how to influence people. How can you look and see what it is and, and how you did those things? Um, but but change that uh, to something that is more positive. There is a skill set that is inherent in them that's there that needs to be nurtured in a more positive way. But there has to be a mind shift. Um, Romans 12, 1 and 2 is one of my favorite scriptures that talks about the renewing of the mind because that's what has to happen. I don't care what your, your belief system is. You have mm-hmm. to believe that you can do something different than what you've done and use what you have to help you get there and be willing um, to work and to suffer um, the pains of the change of it. Um, for now, do instance, you, now, I have some... Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Because I was wondering if you have something that helps them to change that mind shift, to, to shift the mind. Do you have exercises? Well, How do you do it? Well, it's, for me, we all, because we're a Christian-based organization, we're, we right. take very practical things and line them up with the Word of God. But we also okay. have coursework um, that we've utilized um, if, you know, mm-hmm. to help people. If we have anger management um, classes. We have victim awareness classes. We, you know, different mm-hmm. things that we've gone through at different times. Boundaries classes, because a lot of times people are incarcerated and uh, get in situations because they have poor boundaries. They don't have established appropriate boundaries because um, of their life circumstance. So they have to, to, one, become aware of that, and then, two, um, so that they can make a decision that they have to change, and we give them ways uh, uh, to change in order to establish better boundaries. And they ha- some of them just have to make a decision to live somewhere that they've never lived before uh, mm-hmm. so that they, they can get away from people that, you know, that, um, that don't help with those type of circumstances. Absolutely. So um, those practical things, um, but it's very um, difficult when someone, I just spoke with someone yesterday who is doing very well um, outside of prison after spending 25 years in prison, but he sold drugs before he went in. He always had money. And then in prison, you don't really have to worry about money so much. So this is the first time he's really on his own having to believe with all the obstacles of of, of of trying to make a living for yourself, not to do it the wrong mm-hmm. way, and immediately mm-hmm. got 
got offered uh, $15,000 in cash and a, and, a, and a condo across from uh, the Staples Center downtown LA um, if, you know, upon his release, if he would just, you know, let's get back to this business that from 25 oh. years ago. You would be surprised uh. who's waiting for them on the way out the door. And this man has made a decision to say no, and he's going to do things the right way, and he's done an excellent job. But he, he, he talks to me often. He said, it's not easy. It's always imagine. a battle. I, I presume it's always going to be a battle for them. Yeah. I, I suspect um, it's and, and, be a battle. And accepting that you don't need that that way and to learn how to live um, a, a base and a bound. One of the things I'm intrigued to, Yvonka, Chaplain, I love it, Chaplain Yvonka, is that when <laughs> you're dealing with them, do you get into, this is just an intriguing, um, maybe offline question, but do they, do you get into what are their values? Because people live what they value. So do you begin to assess individually what do they value? And, and to take a look at that. Absolutely. Um, and we talk, um, even if we don't use it in those terms, like whether you, we do, and we do talk about specific values. Um, but, but, you know, the, uh, and I deal with men and women, but mostly a lot of men who are incarcerated. And we uh-huh. talk about what they value. A lot of us are the same in our core. They want to be good men who cover their families, but the way they're taught to cover their families is not the way that lines up Scripturally, so especially if they're desiring to get from point A to point B, they want to know how to get. They want to know how to get there. They want to be respected uh, in their community, they, especially when they've gotten to a place where they really uh, understand that not only they did wrong, why they did wrong. They want to be uh, better for their community. So that starts within their heart and themselves, and we and and begin to examine little bit by little bit why they even made those decisions in the first place. And that's when they begin to assess um, their background, the trauma, the influence of their neighborhood. Just sometimes it can be as simple as that's the way everybody always did things. If you wanted anything, you always stole it because nobody had anything. Mm-hmm. So um, just changing that mindset. Well, I really want to commend you for the work that you're doing with the nonprofit Beyond the Shackles. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I, I know, too, that uh, you personally had a health challenge recently. Would you want to share yes. just a little bit about this or uh, how Absolutely. you overcame this or what happened? Uh, because um, that will help, too, because that just shows this resilience of this woman, I'm telling you. <laughs> a godly <laughs> woman. <God>. <laughs> You know, um, what happens to, um, you know, one of the things that I've had to embrace is that obstacles are not in the way of your path. It is the path. Um, And once I came to understand that, I could look at something and say, okay, what am I going to do with this? Um, And so what happened, I had uh, some great projects that um, I believe God would have me to work on, and it has to do um, with... Um, restorative justice and some things that our organization is desiring to be a part of. Um, and in the midst of this, um, as a matter of fact, I was going to come on the show in October and I get uh, an, an urgency. I wake up in the morning and I, I get a small voice, still small voice that tells me to check my breath. And, um, and I'll say this, I hadn't had a, a just out of busyness and quickly, not putting quickly. myself first. Mm-hmm. Oh, quickly. Um, that I, um, I, I found a, a lump in my breast. And I knew when I found it that it was cancerous when I touched it. But um, let me tell you, we serve God. God is good. I was able yes. to catch it at such an early stage. Um, and it was right. aggressive. It's triple negative breast cancer. I caught it at an early stage. Um, the doctors are astounded I caught it so early. But long story short, I've had two surgeries. All the cancer is eradicated from my body. I'm still in the process uh, because of the type of cancer it is. I have some treatment that I have to do precautionary, which I'm obedient to do, uh, but, but I'm going through chemotherapy. I'm almost finished that now, and I have to do radiation. But in the midst of that, um, I still have um, the, re- the, the resilience God has given me to move forward and continue um, this work at the same time taking care of myself. And, he, and I have not missed a beat. I have not 
He's taking care of every need. So I'm very grateful uh, to that. And even as I sit here right now, uh, I, uh, my head is completely bald. <laughs> with, <laughs> but you're beautiful. Uh, 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 but you're beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely fine with it because I Thanks. know um, oh. that all things are new this year and, 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 and great things are happening. They are. You've inspired so many men and women today, I know, by listening to your story. It's just been a tremendous opportunity for me to have you share your story. Because, I mean, it's been, I mean, tremendous divorce, joblessness, financially devastated and empty. Yet you found redemption and growth and hope. And so for you listeners out there, she is still working and God is still blessing her with good health. And surely... This will increase anyone listening today to straighten up, increase your faith walk, because we have a God who sees all, knows all. And whatever you may be going through, remember, it was designed especially for you, uniquely you, because you're so special and you're going to come out of it. And you won't want to miss my show next week because I have a rabbi coming on the show who's going to share his incredible story. So... Chaplain Farabee, I just want to wish you so much success. I'm going to maybe have to have you on back on the show for part two because there's more happening. Oh, I happening. would love to. But there's going to be more happening. And I really want to know a little bit more about Beyond the Shackles. And if you'd like to get a hold of my friend, who now is my friend, who's the Director of Reentry and Special Programs, Absolutely. Beyond the Shackles, you can get in touch with her. Yuvanka, that's E-U-V-O-N-K-A, at beyondtheshackles.com, because I'm sure she can use some support. And for those of you who have a heart to give, please give to Beyond the Shackles. That's E-U-V-O-N-K-A, at beyondtheshackles.com. And again, Chaplain Yuvanka, Thank you so much, and I wish you Godspeed and God's blessings. And for you listeners out there, I want you to stay tuned next week as we have another exciting show, and I want to wish all of you a very, very blessed week. Thank you. And this is Dr. Barbara Young saying, be ye forever transform and stay well. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.